all you guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Playing Pretend Podcast. I'm Kara. <laughs> you did not. I sure did. What's your name? I'm Travis. Thank you. All right. Welcome, guys. This is going to be the first full episode <laughs> of our return. Already. Off scripts. Love it. I love it. This is perfect. This perfectly encapsulates us as a couple, <laughs> just, just so you guys know. Um, again, we are coming back. We've decided to switch platforms from SoundCloud to Audacity. Um, no, Audacity is our editing software. Anchors are you know, Anchor. God, I'm such an idiot. No. <laughs> Anchor. Anchor. Sorry, They're we are switching from things, SoundCloud right? to Anchor. Yeah, I keep... There's there's so much. Yeah, and yes, we use Audacity to... You uh, have to be down to yourself over that. Well, we, we use Audacity to edit our program. Um, anyways, thank you guys for joining us. This is going to be our first full episode. Um, full length reboot. Reboot. Not a, not a remake. Right. A reboot. Get it straight. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is the reboot of Final Fantasy VII, not uh, the not, remake. Not the remake. It's well, the reboot. remake was the reboot of Final it, Fantasy. Is VII. it both? Yeah, it's called remake. Oh, uh, the first game is whatever. They just came out with the the trailer though that happened last month. Looks they're so gonna cool. have three games, and they're each gonna have different subtitles though. You know That's that? cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I love Final I'm Fantasy VII. Um, what was that one game that you showed me earlier? The oh yeah, Harvestella or something. Harvestella, like I think is how you say it. Yeah, it's uh, Square Enix has a new game coming out. It's like it's essentially like a genre mashup of farming simulator with RPG. Love it. Like uh, Square Square RPG. Like Final I Fantasy. am, I am already on board as a Harvest Moon Stardew Valley enthusiast. Yeah, it looks like Animal it's Crossing catered to you. It is. Ten thousand yeah. percent. Um, also, just as a Square Enix geek, yeah, anime fan, An aficionado. Yes, maybe, maybe, enthusiast. Maybe. maybe, maybe. You are starting to become a connoisseur, though. You finished Neon Genesis I, I Evangelion. I watched a very pinky up anime this summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you finished. Want to get into that? You, you want to talk about that? You finished Neon Genesis. Well, I finished the show. Yes. And I learned after finishing the show that I now have a movie to watch. Yes. Um, I don't know how you didn't know this living with me. Um, I I'm not a neon genic. Very little research. I love just watching something and not knowing anything about but it. But see, I've talked to you about it before. I don't know. I, I didn't like Neon Genesis. I'm not into it. Um, like you said, it's very pinky up. And yeah. I prefer Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, most but, of it, those, but it like, does have, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a possibility for us to uh, like write it off for being too, um, what's the word? Snobby. Yeah, but but the truth of the matter is, like, it just has really interesting things in it. Like, it, it's not unique, by the way. It, it's founded in very real, uh, you know, and studied and talked about uh, philosophical premise. You know, premises, right. premises, I suppose. So. Right. Not that I have any kind of authority to talk about those things. I just um, know about them. Right, right. I'm not a philosophy person. I like philosophy, but I'm not like an expert. You did just get done telling me you read Carl Jung. Yeah, he's psychology. He's he's a, like, he, he was sort of a, I think he was a student of Freud. Uh, and, and he was a... We're going to have to fact check that. I, yeah, I don't know that for sure. I think, if, if memory serves, I think he was related to Freud um, in some way. But they had a lot of, they did a lot of work, like early work in psychoanalysis. And they were they were very, like, sort of spiritual, though, like spiritually oriented he was. Mm. And uh, incorporated a lot of that into his study. So a lot of it is, like, not scientifically respected, but it's still widely read. And they were pioneers of psychoanalysis. So. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, you get into stuff like that more than more so than I do, though. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. which like, is you know that's just, just what I've been into for a long time. So I like I just like beat 'em up stuff. Very, I love that stuff too. I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very very simple simple gal. Hey, I like that stuff. Hey, buddy, buddy. Hey, Ash. Hey, come on now. Our uh, dog is stepping all hey. over our mics and cords now. Yeah, we're in our new location, so he's not used to us being over. <laughs>
You, you remember how we said we have a lovably dumb dog? Yeah, um, he just got tangled all up in our cords. Just, he's just he's just like walked into them without stopping, just, just plowed right into our setup. He's a good boy without thinking. He's yeah. a good boy. I should elaborate too. Well, I should elaborate too. He's also part lab, so he's yeah. big. Yeah, he's big and he goofy. Act like it sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's small. He's yeah. not small. Um, anyway, anyways, yeah. So yeah, you're you're always more so into the like psychological type stuff when it comes. Uh, to things. Yeah, more so. I'd say I'd say than you, I guess. I like. Um, I think I've come to realize that I kind of like things that are set either like in real life or maybe in history sometime around or like in fantasy settings, something like that. And I don't mind the psychology that goes along with it. It's just not the main thing that I look at. I think when I go into it, I start, I want to do it myself. I don't want to read other people's theories, I guess. I have a very limited appetite for fantasy. I love fantasy. I like it. And there are certain fantasy stories and worlds that I really love and gravitate to, but some people just do it a lot. And I, I don't have... They do it, like, almost just because it's fantasy, they like it. You know, they just mm. gravitate to it. I need something there that's that's going to draw me in. Like Elden Ring. Uh, sure. We yeah. spent a lot of time. Uh, I think we were, like, just kind of hyped for that game back when we were recording. Yeah. But Elden Ring is not it's back. It, it, it's something in a vacuum. That stems from, I would say, Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. You know, is, yeah. is what uh, I gravitated to. and went to Elden Ring as sort of the culmination of those games. So, Elden Ring was phenomenal, though. I just really need a PlayStation 5, I think. And yeah. I also, too, like, just unknowingly, like, going out, exploring the world and doing stuff, I, like, ended a lot of quest lines that I wanted to do on yeah. accident. Yeah, um, There are a lot of problems with that game design-wise, I think. Well, I don't know that it's a problem. I do kind of like the aspect of some of it is you probably can't complete every quest line in one playthrough. You're going to have to pick and choose. Yeah, the exploration is so great. Yeah. It rewards you so well for just being curious, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I think is something that games should strive more for. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's something I look for in, if I play a game. I like to search around and look at every corner to mm -hmm. find stuff, to, to find resources or whatever. And that's, you know, something that that game does very well. Yeah, yeah, that game is really, really good about that. Um it's just like I said, like going back and knowing what I know now about it, I think there's a couple things I would do different in a second playthrough, and um, I'm just kind of waiting to get a PS5, I think, before I do a second playthrough, yeah. uh, just for graphics and loading purposes. How do you feel, like, do you think you'd have an appetite for games like that, like FromSoft games every, like, three years? Oh, absolutely. I think that would be something. I mean, Bloodborne is still probably one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Like, Because Souls-like has sort of unofficially become, like, a... They're coming out with Souls likes. You well, know, I mean, software. the thing is with the problem with Souls like is I don't like any Souls like games. And for people who don't know, by the way, if you're not a video game person, Souls like refers to games like, a like few, Dark a few Souls. Different things, yeah. Games like Dark Souls. Dark Souls was like a very influential game that came out um, a, a while back now. I can't yeah, remember the year offhand, but it's been a while. But it, it was had a huge impact on the video game. Uh, you know. World. It pushed the boundaries and, and made something sort of interesting. So Yeah, yeah. And I think to a lesser degree, a lot of, you know, people who aren't, like, into it are like, those are the hard games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they get a reputation for that. And in some ways, rightfully so, they are difficult. They're not easy by any means, but they're um, there's more to them. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of substance there. And I think, like I said, with um, Elden Ring... Bloodborne and Dark Souls are very linear. You can explore in those games, but they're very linear. There's a set storyline. The yes. thing with Elden Ring that I did enjoy is it's not like Skyrim where you get to be the hero of everything. You know, you're, yeah. you can pick being the bad guy or the good guy. You can explore different things. You can do certain quest lines. Like, you don't have to do everything to complete the game. Yeah. Um, there's been, and there's been kind of a, you know, it's interesting because we saw... We saw morally ambiguous games before Skyrim. You know, right. Skyrim is sort of this, the you know, it's a it's a power fantasy is what people refer to it as. You yeah, know, you're, but even you're then, the most powerful one. even then, Skyrim wasn't exactly morally ambiguous. They no. had that one uh, quest line. Oh my god, I forgot the goddess, but the sword. Mm -hmm. You have to like kill friends. 
like NPCs that are friendly to you with it to like build its power or whatever. And then you also had the cannibal quest line. And those are like really the only two morally ambiguous quest lines within the story because even to an extent, the Dark Brotherhood are good guys. Yeah, yeah. So, and the Thieves Guild are good guys. Yeah, it felt very crafted and it wanted you to feel like a powerful hero. Yeah. Which has its place. It does. You know. But then there was uh, Oblivion, Elder yep. Scrolls Oblivion before that, wherein the things that you did actually did impact the environment around you. NPCs would not like you mm-hmm. if you had a bad reputation or like did these awful things yeah so uh, i think even like that was better well and you were also in oblivion you were not the hero you were the assistant to the hero yes which is fa- we're pretty fascinating yeah it's a it's a i think a felt like a more authentic role-playing game because you were right you weren't the hero it was easier for me to get lost in that world i felt mm-hmm. because it felt more real in that way skyrim feels like uh, like you know, in Total Recall, where Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to like, he wants to be like in the, a fantasy world. He wants to be a heroic figure. Yeah. And the whole movie, you're wondering if he's just living that power fantasy. Or yeah. Not. That's yeah. essentially what Skyward is like. Yeah. You're, you're just kind of paying for. I want to be the the big bad, you know, big good guy. I, I think what I think what Elden Ring is is like going back to Oblivion. Is I enjoyed Oblivion so much that it felt like Elden Ring was just kind of a darker version of that, and I could do those same things again. Interesting, interesting, yeah. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Because um, Oblivion, yeah. in my opinion, is so much better than Skyrim. It should have been remade more times than Skyrim. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. I'd play a remake of that game right now. Oh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot more, too. I couldn't tell, though, if it was just because it was my first one or, you know, it's hard No, to I think story-wise it's better. I think so, too. I like the story of the Dragonborn in Skyrim, but I really think that... Um, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's not. It's not. Not for nothing. Yeah. Um, and there are really cool quest lines in that story in that game. But I just think Oblivion's the better game. It's more hashed out. Yeah. Are you trying to talk too, bud? You want to talk on the? On the do you want to tell us? What do you think about these games? What do you think about these games? No. Okay. Not very compelling. Okay. All right. Maybe okay. we'll practice that later. That's okay. That's okay. You're very. <laughs> you're thinking. Yeah. You're trying. How about you go lay down? Yeah. Go, go, go to bed. Take a little nap. Go to bed. Um, all right. Anyway, so, so that yeah. was like this is a little video game tangent there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that happens to us sometimes. We, we talk a lot about. We think a lot about games. I think. I don't know. I've tried to get Travis off of this, but sometimes he wants to like plan out an entire show, and I just think our conversations need to evolve more organically. I do sometimes. like it that way. So and you like to plan. Um, I like a little of both. I like okay. to have a little bit of a red map, but I like for things to branch out and grow. This is like the. This is like the one thing in life that I am spontaneous with. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like I, to I'm, not, spontaneous. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean. not a spontaneous person at all. I Things have to be planned out. I think creative endeavors sometimes work that way pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Especially for like this. It could also be the ADHD. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, if you go back and listen to some of our SoundCloud episodes, I had. While they remain up. Yeah, yeah while, while they're up. Um, I had talked in a couple episodes about, you know, mental health and dealing with that and what have you. And I uh, finally got in and sought treatment and I was diagnosed with adult ADHD. Um, yeah. But I think was latent, you know, it was there in childhood, but it's really interesting. Um, most girls don't get diagnosed with ADHD, especially back when we were kids. Cause yeah. we present different, our symptoms differently than boys do. Just well, because of so- and because of social norms, you know, yeah. you, you you slip under the radar a little bit. I think girls do. Yeah. Uh, easier maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still, it, it's interesting though. It is, it to, is, yeah. It's uh, been it, interesting learning about it and thinking about treatment for it, I guess. And like, um, yeah, yeah. Also, just understanding behavioral things that you were like, why do I do this? You know, yeah. Uh, that, that's been super fascinating. Yeah. Just to know a why, you know, yeah. have a reason why, maybe. Yeah, it's, um, it's been helpful too. Like, I, since getting that and like, you know, starting the medication for it and doing that. I think I'm better. Yeah. I'd say I'm not, so. I'm not as down. Better. I'm not as down in the dumps. I'm trying to do things more. I yeah. still have my days, uh-huh. you know, but, um, it's been interesting. Yeah. Sure. It's definitely evolved. Yeah. You know, on that to come. Yeah. So that's, that's a developing story right there. Yeah, it really is. Cause I haven't been, I've only been treating it since what March. Yeah. So, so that's not very, if you're listening, you'll find out with us. You'll see, you'll see what, it progress. What goes on. <laughs> Tune in to future episodes. 
But uh, yeah, I think I think it's helped me. Yeah, even creatively, like with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you've had a lot more ideas. You're like you, like I said, you sort of spearheaded this sort of part two or redo sort of uh, remake, remake, redo, remake. Yeah, Final Re- remake, VII. redo, reboot, reboot. That's how we got onto the video games, didn't we? <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's get into it. So so in our trailer, if you watched our trailer, or I'm sorry, if you listened to our trailer, watched. <laughs> If you uh, you watched the it. sound bar go yeah. up and down <laughs> to the sounds of our voice the to the tones. Made, by the way, the I did make show. that. New, I new. even took that picture. Uh, you took the picture. You've been into design, like, which is very interesting. It's not that good. Um, well, you know what? I will say though, I used to have like when I had a Windows XP. <laughs> yeah. I had um, I actually had Photoshop, and I used to um, make custom icons. For people in live journal, mm-hmm. and I actually like had some, like a lot of people using my Asking stuff. You for, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, they they uh, they would ask for permission to use it, and yeah. it would be cool. But um, I was much better back then. I've kind of you know lost it, so I'm trying to find it again. I like it. I like this, and I, I want you to keep pursuing it. So you're good at it. So. Procreate's also a little bit harder to use than Photoshop was back then. I think uh, Photoshop right. now is still probably. Harder More since I've been out of it, but back then Photoshop was so easy. But also too, like I took a class in high school and they showed us how to use Photoshop. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, to do that, like it's... Procreate. Procreate's been you know something to learn though, especially using. It's really weird because I got the Apple Pen mm-hmm. with the uh, the iPad that I got, and I'm not used to that, mm-hmm. like writing actually writing on a tablet. So mm-hmm. it's it's been interesting. It's been fun though. I'm I'm liking playing with it. I'm watching videos on how to use it. I downloaded some fonts. You can buy fonts custom off of Etsy, uh-huh. which is really cool. Um, this is sort of becoming like our own personal portfolio. We're making a podcast. You got the design going for it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's it's been good. And I mean, if it never takes off, that's fine. It's just something yeah, that I enjoy fun. doing. It's something that you you know. I think I always wanted to set like the, I think the biggest reason of wanting to go out and see to a doctor like what was wrong with me is yeah. because I want Junie to grow up seeing me do what I enjoy what you like. that way she can learn that you can still be a giant goofball and creative when you're an adult even though you have these responsibilities to take care of be, by the way you should you should create as much as you consume I feel you know yeah. uh, that's one thing that I that I feel as well and one reason I missed doing the podcast is because it was such a big creative outlet for us one thing I said to you before too is that I felt like we had maybe reached uh, maybe an apex for creativity. Like we were kind of, I don't want to say we were phoning it in, but we were, we were, we were kind, kind of, of down in the dumps a little yeah, bit. Like it, it was, yeah, a little bit. And, and of course school started again. So we, we got busy. Uh, it was a tough school year. Yeah, it was. Trying to go back into things like COVID wasn't a thing anymore, you know, and very, it still very much is. Very, very tough. Um, and, and tougher on other people more than it was us even. Oh yeah, like we had an easy time of it technically, but yeah. we were still letting it get to us. Oh yeah, I for think. sure, for sure. Um, you um, started a new job uh-huh, at yeah. a different campus. Uh-huh. Um, it's an adjustment always. So. Yeah, that was different for you. Um, you know, Junie. We talked about. I remember too. Like I, I think we were just we we knew something was coming. I listened to the last episode we released, and I was like, we were talking about like the weather and stuff. You know, yeah. I was like, uh, you know, well, we, we were obviously like kind of. Um, it felt like we were at an apex or at a plateau of sorts. But, of course, with those come new walls you discover where you can climb. So, well, so also we're trying the thing, to make this a creative thing where we, we we want to enjoy what we do creatively. Right. So sometimes that requires stepping back as Pausing. we're into uh, here in a moment with the next segment. So Actually, that does kind of bring me into the next segment. Yeah. Um, you, know, you want to get into it? You want to just jump in? I can. Yeah, I yeah. can talk to you about so, it. So we, we um, talked about in the trailer how one thing that we would like to do as maybe a repeating segment, again, this is always kind of experimental, but uh, Kara oftentimes will teach me about things. I have, I try my best to stay with, I, I can't trust myself on social media sometimes. So you I, actually went and deleted Facebook off your phone. Yeah, I deleted it. You uh, haven't been using Twitter as much, except yeah. to goof off. Yeah, um, I, I've I've really kind of taken some steps to uh, get off of social media because it's not good for my head. 
Me, on the other hand. Yeah, so, so you're on there more than I am. <laughs> oh, definitely, um, definitely. But you're, you're also good about a lot of things. So. I try to I avoid comment sections on Facebook. In fact, I really don't do a lot on Facebook except, like, posting memes and pictures of the family. I think you're better at policing yourself on those websites. I, I am. Um, every now and then I will get into a Twitter fight because something just grinds my gears yeah, and I am in a mood. And I have to tell them that you're an idiot or I think you're is, maybe a bot. Yes. Oh, which brings us That'll bring us to the next thing. Yeah, but, let's, get, uh, let's take it one step at a time. But, so, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Uh, a lot of what I've curated on Twitter has to do with my interests. Of course, the biggest thing that I've been into for the past year is BTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also have a trivia brain. So you I do have a trivia. So much, so many things. I do. So one segment we thought about was you teach me about something on the internet. I did, and I have been teaching you some stuff with BTS lately. Right. Not that it's. This is never going to go anything past like a trivia session, <laughs> yeah. possibly. Um, but um, I've actually thought very heavily about the lyrics to this song. Um, just trying to come back to this podcast and all that, talking about creative outlets. Um, But one of the songs I showed you by BTS is called Paradise. It was off of um, Love Yourself Tear. It was a mini album that they did, uh, I want to say, in 2018. Um, Fact check, fact check, fact check. I'll look at it. (laughs) I usually remember albums. We'll say that anytime we're not sure. I want to say it was 2018. Um, I'll... Please, Army, don't come at me. I'm still a baby. I've only been into this for a year. Um, I'm a very, very brand new. We're amateurs, as we said. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, like, both in getting treatment for the ADHD and in trying to come back to do this podcast and in trying to learn how to use Procreate and being more creative with my expressions was I always grew up thinking I had to have a purpose, yeah. In life. Well, I <laughs> I need to be the main character. Uh, yeah. And I, like, even with Daydream, I'm the main character in this story all the time. And really not in the grand scheme of things. Sure. I'm just one person. Yeah. And in coming through and all this, um, <clears throat> these lyrics kind of especially reminded me that it's okay. To be... Just one person. To just exist. You don't have to have these heavy, lofty dreams in order to be happy in life. Um, Uh, And that is not something you typically hear in songs. No, it's not. And that's why I think this song is really interesting. If you have a chance, um, the song is called Paradise. And obviously, if you don't speak Korean, you might want to look up the translations to it as you are listening to it. Um, There are some videos on YouTube that will post the song with the lyrics side by side with the Hangul and the romanization of the Hangul. So that's cool. Um, Hangul? Hangul is Korean. Oh, like the script? The language. Okay. Yeah, it's called Hangul. Okay. Um, But uh, it's really, uh, like the chorus is, it's all right to stop, there's no need to run without even knowing the reason. It's all right to not have a dream. If you have moments where you feel happiness for a while, it's all right to stop. Now we don't run without even knowing the destination. It's all right to not have a dream. All the breaths you breathe is already in paradise. So, yeah, like, that's the whole course, and they're kind of talking about how, you know, the idea of having grand lofty dreams isn't for everyone, and it's totally okay if you're just a regular Joe. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I, I, it's very interesting, that, that sentiment, and, and much more um, thought-provoking than I think a lot of people would expect from a superstar pop group, you know? Um, I mean... A lot of people really like to write them off as just being a boy band, but I really do think that, like, when it comes to actually writing songs, they're very, very thoughtful in what they're putting out there. Yeah, at times. Um, yeah, they, they, they can have a lot of... Uh, and I like that they... I like that they know how to walk that fine line between doing something like Butter, which is fun, it's supposed to make people happy, it's supposed to make them want to dance... Versus a song like Paradise, where we're, it's great, it's a bop, it's, it's but it's also introspective t- and personal, yeah, and, and uh, vulnerable, very, you know? very, um, and, and also just uh, rooted in, you know, really interesting, you know, this is where we are in our life. We're thinking about our individuality mm-hmm. and and how, you know, as a group of uh, how many members total are there? Seven, seven total. So. 
you know, as a group, they're this creative force. But then, you know, what we talked about was how there's a time where, you know, when you're a group like that and you're creating stuff, you know, you, you probably have things you want to do that the group maybe doesn't want to do, you know. And yeah. so they can retreat back to themselves and say, okay, I'll do this sort of on my own. You know, this Which is, is kind of what's happening now. Um, if you've seen it in the news and you're not a fan of them, then you think that they're on hiatus right now. Um, they're technically not. They're still together as a group, so it's not a hiatus. It's just them pursuing some solo options, especially like, you know, maybe stuff that doesn't fit BTS, but it does fit them as an individual. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty interesting. But, um, one of the things that they've kind of come out and explained is that, um, they put out an album called map of the soul seven, uh, right before the pandemic hit, they had a world tour planned for it, for everything. Um, and uh, Map of the Soul, again, is based, in theory, by Carl Jung, um, which is, again, very interesting. Um, but, uh, um, oh, my God, I lost my train of thought. That does happen. Um, but their initial plan was after that world tour was when they were going to take a break from making BTS music and do more solo stuff. And then the pandemic hit, and they felt that they if they could bring comfort to at least some people on the planet by staying together and making more music and going out and filming these things together then that's good mm-hmm. they can do that they can do their part basically mm-hmm. that that's the way that they work in society they are entertainers they will bring entertainment sure. which brings comfort to some people yeah. um Great. but knowing that they were going to go on break after Map of the Soul 7 really changes the context of the lyrics of some of the songs that were in there. Um, The biggest one being the song that got me into them, which is Black Swan. Yeah, that's Uh, one that we listened to together. When you were were telling me about all this initially, uh, you brought this one up and said that this one... We watched the video, I think, and and listened to the subtitle, or read the subtitles, probably. Yeah. What do you say to the people that would be not so inclined to look into this because it's a foreign uh, language artist. Stop being ethnocentric. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we talked about this a little bit. I, I think, you know, I've had to look up lyrics for lots of English artists yeah. that I like. I do it all the time. So I don't I don't see what it's what's so strange. <laughs> Back in the day, Fallout Boy, Pete, Patrick Stump was not good at enunciating. You had to look up lyrics yeah. for them sometimes. I think people who are inclined to, like, think that this is odd to listen to a foreign language artist because I don't speak Korean, but I still enjoy a lot of music, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I just like music. That's the thing. Yeah. And I like their brand of music a lot. Of it. It's yes. not all of it, but, but I like um, quite a bit of their, their songs, you know. And I have always, like, I'm drawn to very, like, upbeat sounding music or music that just kind of, like, you know, gets me in the mood to run a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking at lyrics, too, I've always valued good lyricism, like, that was kind of the biggest reason I got into Fall Out Boy when I was younger and why I got into My Chemical Romance when I was younger. Like, they had these concepts within their lyrics that I felt, even if I couldn't relate to it, so on some level I did because it was art and I appreciated seeing people be vulnerable with their art. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously, when Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out, no, I do not fully relate to the concept that goes with that album, which is a guy dies, a guy and his girlfriend, like, die in a firefight, like, shootout, and the guy goes to hell, and the devil tells him, I'll bring you and your girlfriend back to life, but you have to bring the souls of a hundred evil men. And he gives him a gun and sends him sends him back into the world. Obviously, no, I do not relate to that. That sounds like an cool. action movie Very from 2006. Yeah. yeah, it is. And Gerard Way started off as a comic book artist yeah. and writer. Yeah. Um, so that kind of translates in with their album uh, concepts and stuff. Um, I'm sorry, I cut you off when you were going to read the lyrics, though. You're going to read Black Swan lyrics? Well, yeah. Um, Black Swan is like, it's in my top five favorites of their songs, too. Um, top five favorite BTS songs? Yes, definitely. It's in the top I might five. have. I might even have a top five. Good. Maybe. I you should. I haven't thought about it. I mean, you, you've, you've experienced this with me for a year. Maybe I'll give it a try. Including the financial decisions That'll made be, because of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe um, I'll give it a try next, next show. But yeah, um, back when Junie like, kind of was listening to Dynamite all the time and like it got mm-hmm. me into them, I finally got 
not tired of dynamite, but I was like, okay, this is going to get old if I don't change it up. And I was like, so Junie, you want to listen to another song? And she was like, yeah. And Black Swan came up next on the uh, rotation for YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. And I remember, like, I didn't know what they were saying, and I didn't have the subtitles turned on right then, but there was just something about it that I was like... The video. Wow. The video and the song. The video is very good. The video is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, very well shot. We'll put a link in the in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and then, too, I actually, I think I should go back and show you some of the live performances that they've done of Black Swan, mm-hmm. because it's crazy. Uh-huh. They're, like, doing almost full-on ballet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very impressive. Uh, the dance, when I say the video, I mean a lot of it's the choreography. Yes, dance. yes. Um, it's just impressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Jimin's, like, really just putting it out there. Like Yeah, he, just really, it's... It's, uh, it's very emotive. It's artful. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but that combined with the song, like, for whatever reason, I didn't know the lyrics yet, but I felt very, like, attached to it. And then going back and looking at the lyrics, I'm like, wow, I can relate to that. Because the whole premise of the song is... Falling out of love with your, what you're passionate with, yeah. which for them is music, and they're going through this fear of falling out of love with making music. Yeah. Um, and now knowing that this was when they were supposed to take their break, it adds a whole new layer to that because they're terrified of falling out of love with music to the point where they just quit. So they know that they need to take this break. That is such an interesting concept for a pop song, you know? Oh yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, and it's not so much more subversive than I don't know Britney Spears Toxic or you know anything. Okay, but Britney Spears Toxic <laughs> is a bop. Don't you diminish, dare! Yeah, not to diminish anyone. Don't you but, dare go against my queen. <laughs> yeah, not to diminish anyone's efforts, but like you know, you expect. I, I guess from an outsider's perspective, you probably look at pop music and expect it to be very uh, sort of um, superficial. Well, it's like I said, it's kind of. Going back to it, Butter was written to be this fun, upbeat song to get everybody dancing. Um, And I feel like people just see that at the base level and they don't want to dig deeper into what else they have. Yeah. Which is a lot of And you can't. I can't fault you for it. Yeah. But but not everybody has that same interest we do in music. Yeah. If you, though, have thought of this, or if you're interested at all, I guess, in what we have to say about the group and this song in particular, I say you check it out. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. Really, it's really got more to it. And if you, it'll reward your digging into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, what is it? The, uh, the first verse is, um, it's, it's one of Shuga's verses, but it's my heart doesn't beat anymore. When I hear the music trying to pull up, it's like time has stopped. Oh, that would be my first death. I've been always afraid of. My first death. My first death. So falling the de- out of love with your creative. Your first death would be falling out of love with your creative endeavors. Yeah. That's so... Which is like a death in yeah. your soul, you know? Yeah, death of the soul, yeah. Losing your passion is kind of equivalent to that in a way. Not like, you know, you're dead, but... Kind of. <laughs> emotionally speaking, though, yeah, that can have a huge impact on somebody and really negatively affect them. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's like a first If you don't day. have passion in life, you don't have something to follow or, or something that drives you, I mean, you're just eating and sleeping. And Well, it also, I kind of like that it plays on the fact that maybe we have multiple deaths in yeah. your life. You have, you know, your final death, but you also have the death of your passions, maybe the death of your ambitions, the death of... Um, and sometimes, and sometimes too, it's not even negative. Maybe you've reached your goal and you don't have anything else, but that's still a death. Yeah, you know, essentially, it's it's a period at the end of that. Yeah, figuratively speaking. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really it's a great song. It's a beautiful yeah, song. It's fascinating. It's amazing. Love that. So if you're interested at all, I'd say you know look into it because it's it's cool. Also, we'll J-Hope, probably be talking more about it. Too. Also, J Hope's uh, album comes out next week that on one Friday. I'm for. I know you you love J Hope. Yeah, he's great. It's become my favorite of the seven your bias uh, yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> j-hope's your bias jim and your bias record yeah yeah what does that mean teach me more about that um so your bias is like your absolute favorite and then your bias record is the one who comes in and makes you question if your absolute <laughs> favorite is your favorite okay got it, got it. okay interesting I'm nobody learning. can I'm still learning. Learning live on the show as nobody we... nobody can resist Park Jimin though. I think he's everybody's bias record. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, do you want to um, cut it here? Do you want to stop or no? Yeah, we still have your stuff to do. No, keep going. Yeah. Okay. So 
aside from wanting to talk more about music and wanting to... Uh, we also talked about the segment where Travis scares me. Yeah. <laughs> and I had Weirds a moment like that this week. So, oh so I'm playing with the idea, maybe we, one day we can do it live on the show. But for now, I think I'll leave a link to some of the things that we talk about. So the the two click, was it Two Clicks or Three Clicks? Uh, two Clicks Philip is the name of the YouTuber that we're going to be uh, talking about today. And I, I talked about him before. Uh, with you privately, but mm-hmm. I think he uh, sort of elevates YouTube quite a bit. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, first of all, uh, a little bit of background. I used to play Counter-Strike. Uh, yeah, he did Counter-Strike videos. Habitually and way too much. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was one of my like little miniature obsessions, and it lasted for way too long. But he sort of started <laughs> off as a... He, he really is someone who likes the game, uh, loves the game, for one, and did a lot in terms of... Uh, tech. He's a very techy guy, yeah. and he um, deals a lot with software as well. So he he like created Counter Strike maps. Counter Strike is a first person competitive shooter, by the way, mm-hmm. um, and a video game. And he so he created maps for people to play in um, stages, essentially levels and mm-hmm. stuff like this. And um, he does a lot in terms of like if uh, Valve comes out with an update for Counter Strike, he talks about it, he discusses it, he you know discusses the changes and things like this. And the Counter-Strike market for competitive gaming is still huge worldwide. It's mm-hmm. a it's a worldwide, very popular game. Um, so he gets a lot of uh, traffic, but maybe not so much from people here in the States. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. He's, I, I believe he's British. But, um, anyway, he has a secondary channel where he does sort of things unrelated to Counter-Strike. And I follow both of them. Um, his Counter-Strike one is called Three Clicks Philip. His unrelated to Counter-Strike channel is called Two Clicks Philip. So that's the one we'll be linking is Two Clicks Philip. And lately he's gone into um, a topic that I am personally very afraid of. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and in turn made me afraid of it. Yeah. So I, I think that's what uh, drew me to it. It's not just because of his videos, though. I'm, I've noticed that in my life I've been thinking about these things a lot. Well, you have always been very, very wary of it, and now that he's putting up videos for it, it just makes you extra wary because you have, like, a visual for what you're scared of. Yes, and a very well-made video. So we'll post it. I'm kind of burying the lead Okay, here, enough, but, enough yeah, teasing. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about artificial intelligence. AI technology. Yeah. Um, in the video that we are going to link, he is playing with uh, three AIs that will generate images based on a description that you give them. And and if you keep going with it, some of the AI programs will produce pictures and images that are more and more realistic looking as you continue playing with it until eventually it gets to a point where you can't differentiate if it is a real image or if it is AI generated. Yes. Uh, and so that's what's, that's what's really scary to me, I guess, conceptually, is like the idea that an artificial intelligence could create something that will fool me, you know, and, and, likely already has. That's a lot of the the content of the video that he's looking at or that he created is that this is already happening. This is already current. This is not something we're talking about as a potential in the future. It could, of course, potentially get better, but it's already today, yesterday, very terrifying. Well, and I think, too, like my biggest fear with the implication, like I said, these photos get more and more realistic the more and more he, like, plays with it and tries and puts in more um, description to it. And it's like, what's to stop somebody from going and going on it until they have a realistic image of, I don't know, like Barack Obama stealing a candy bar out of a store, and then suddenly that's on the news, you know? Yeah, he talks about, in one of the videos that I'll link, he talks about how um, uh, user-created content areas of the internet, like YouTube comment sections, Mm -hmm. already if you go there. um, He did have a video wherein he put comments in. He had a bot generate comments for him to reply on his videos with. He created a video where he personally interviewed an AI uh, about birds, which is fascinating. Um, And then he, in the comment section of that video, created a, or, you know, generated AI uh, content to reply to people. And a lot of people, most people did not notice that it was not him. Yeah. So just just for the fact that he had a check mark, his picture and name, Next to what he was saying, no one questioned it right. uh, online. So so that's, that's to me, the cynical sort of scary. Um, well, and I mean, don't forget, too, there's, always, there's already been issues, like, for the past couple of years with 
bots from other countries coming in yes. and generating content, especially on Twitter. And that's why we have like these fact checkers on Facebook yes. and people get angry about it. Cause they're like, why don't you just believe me? And it's like, technically you heard it from a bot. You could have, this, this started as a bot. If and you now you have a thousand bots saying the same thing. Like he says in the video, you've essentially created a viewpoint. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And ought to be, and I think people already are very, um, he discusses this as well, people are already looking for ways to defend themselves. So I thought, to be pragmatic, I would sum up my takeaways from some of these videos, in that if you ever encounter an artificial intelligence, or if you wonder that the person you're talking to is artificially intelligent and a bot, you ask them, it's like the Voight-Kampf test from Blade Runner, mm -hmm. you ask them about emotions. You ask them about uh, questions that will evoke an emotional response is what mm -hmm. the movie covers in Blade Runner. But also I noticed that you may have success in asking them to tell a joke mm -hmm. or to make a popular reference to pop culture. That's, you know, and that makes me yeah. wonder if, like, you know, make a joke, mm -hmm. if that's why you, I'm sure that we have gotten the whole left camp meme <laughs> type jokes and then yeah. the whole uh, – the right only has three jokes. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. You and your 5,000 genders, you know, that whole thing. Like, it makes me wonder if those even started off as bot comments because they're not funny at all. Um, both I on the left. I would to say probably not. Who, you think? Yeah, maybe not. But but who knows? We can't know. That's yeah, that's the, the that's thing. part of the scary. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's terrifying. There, there's 7 billion people nearing 8 billion people on this planet, and there's millions of bots online if we uh if, if that is not the case we i think can very clearly see a future where that will be the case yeah okay. so so that that to me is terrifying and the reason i say that by the way about the jokes uh and the the emotional response aside from just blade runner is that uh he um in the interview with the ai he uh brings up the dog breed shih tzu Mm -hmm. which is obviously inherently funny because of the word. The way it's, it. pronoun yeah, the way it's, it's pronounced, yes. I don't have to go into that. But you can tell, you can almost tell, I think, that the AI attempted to create a joke mm -hmm. from that word in their interview and failed. It, it was incoherent. Right, because the bot just sees it as a misspelling of... The word. The word. Yeah, the, the expletive or whatever. I'm trying not to, you know, get <laughs> yeah, us PG with explicit 13. comment, you know, or content. Um, here. Yeah, but but yeah, so I think that's um, that was my takeaway. I'm wondering what you guys think. Email us uh, at the Playing Pretend Podcast at Gmail. No, it's just Playing Pretend Podcast oh, at Gmail.com. Playing Pretend Podcast. We are the Playing Pretend Podcast, but the email yes. is Playing Pretend Podcast at Gmail.com. There you go. So differentiate that. But but yeah, I'm curious to know what you guys think. If you um, have any feedback, if you watch the videos and want to share your thoughts, we'll read those in the next show. Yeah. Um, I think but too, it's a topic um, that I am not done with. I, I, will think, be... I think Anchor allows for voice messages too to be. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So we can set that up in the future. For sure. um, but yeah, so it's very, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I was just sitting there trying to zone out and play a game and Travis just keeps watching this I know, stuff. I kept so I'm just like, you, with, with, uh, you almost terror. sent our friend, by the way, <laughs> it like, I felt so bad. So our friend Maggie came over, and she was just hanging out with us. And Travis started watching these videos, and there was a huge storm brewing. So, like, of course she can't leave just yet. It's, like, thundering, lightning really bad. Our daughter's, like, I was like, out. oh, a captive audience. Let me show you this crazy Yeah, and he starts showing her that. And she's, like, very, very obviously nervous about her dogs that are at home that are probably scared. And you just keep showing it. So I kept trying to shove, like, funny TikToks in her face to, like, keep her distracted. And Travis is like, I bet you have sensory overload right now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, she probably really does and you need to stop, but he can't read a room sometimes. That's my bad, yeah. That, sorry, Maggie. Sorry about that, yeah. Um, we'll have her on the show sometime, too. Sorry. That would be fun. So that leads us to our game, and I think this is how we're going to wrap up the show today. All right, we are bringing back the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah. And so I thought, thematically speaking, uh, we could talk about uh, movies that uh, where artificial intelligence is a core plot point or thematic element. Right, right. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I'd like for you to go first, because I'm curious to know what movie you picked. And I picked one that I hope you didn't guess, so we'll see. I picked one that neither of us has seen. I refuse to watch it based on principle. I'm also assuming you've seen it, because I think everybody has seen my movie. Oh, my movie I haven't seen. Neither of you. You haven't? No. Oh, see, this is already called into contention, because it started as... 
we've seen the movie. Oh, we're no. Trying to guess the that doesn't know that. Because Rotten Tomatoes is a review aggregate. But I've done we've done movies before where we haven't fully seen it yeah, anyway. Right. I'm telling you though that I refuse on principle to see this movie, so that should give you a huge hint. Oh, this movie you you picked? You refused on principle? I refuse on principle to watch it, yes. So then it must be exceedingly graphic nope. or violent, maybe? No. Nope. Oh. Uh, what's your problem with it? The vaguely? main character was cast playing a character of a different race. <gasps> Starship Troopers? No. I do hate that one, though. I love well. that movie. I hate that it's movie. It's my favorite movie. I'm sorry. You can't change John, uh, Juan Rico to John Rico. That's that is very point. obvious. They did that on purpose. It was purposefully done. That's it so is bad. a satire. I hate that movie. Anyways, um, also that movie is just gross graphic. It's gross graphic. I don't. I love gross graphic I, I don't. Movies. Clearly. Anyways, get back on okay, task. Sorry. All right, so <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was whitewashed. Um, based on an anime. Based on an anime. Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, oh, okay, Ghost in the Shell it. with Scarlett Johansson. Got like it. I said, I refused to watch that based on principle sorry, as both so an anime nerd and uh, a person of Eastern Asian descent. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it either. Not that I wouldn't. I think I probably would. Oh, I won't. I don't know where it's streaming or where it's I at. don't know either. I don't care. I'm not going to look it I'll up. I'll watch it. No. Anyways, um, yeah, Ghost on the Shell does deal with AI um, and kind of like RoboCop type stuff. Somebody dies, they get rebuilt, you know, something like that. Fascinating. You know why? Because RoboCop is my movie. Really? I picked RoboCop. Oh, okay. So you picked RoboCop and I picked... Ghost in the Shell. No, I picked... uh, Well, technically, Ghost in the Shell is great. This version of Ghost in the Shell is, from my understanding, um, great value RoboCop. Oh, you pick. Oh, really? Okay. So you picked the Scarlett Johansson version. Economax Robocop. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. Yes. Um, so oh, wait. What- Hold on. You picked Robocop? No, I picked Ghost in a Shell. Oh, you just confused me because you said Robocop. No, I said it's Economax Robocop. Great value Robocop. Got it. Got it. Okay, gotcha. Hill Country Fair Robocop. <laughs> not to disparage. Actually, that's insulting. I love Hill Country Fair. I know. Let's not disparage. Yeah, I won't disparage them, but I will disparage great value. I'm not above some Hill Country Fair. Anyway, I okay, am so above Economics. Let's, uh, let, yeah, so let me try and guess. So so um, not a movie you hear a lot about. Um, not one. I think they're probably, it may have even received some review bombs on the audience side because of the negative attention it got, if I had to guess. So I'm going to say audience right away. I'm going to go like... Ooh, it's hard. That's a hard one you picked. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like 48. Okay. Uh, for audience, and then critics wise, I might call it a little higher because they're all shills, uh, corporate shills. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna say probably still not fresh. Probably like 57. Okay. Um, and I picked the original RoboCop. Okay. Not the remake. Yeah, not the remake. Um, I didn't see the remake, so I didn't hear much about it. All right. Um, Great movie, by the way. Fantastic <laughs> science fiction. Uh, Robocop is. Um, if you don't, if you know the premise, you know <laughs> he's he's essentially a policeman who's who's died and is being exploited by a corporation who's they're trying to privatize the police force. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a really smart sci-fi. Robocop is. Yeah. It, not not just a cheesy action film. Right. Like, although it is that as well, which right. I love. Um. All right. Uh, I think RoboCop probably has at least. Mm, I'm gonna go 75 on critics. Okay. And then audience, I bet is much higher. I'm gonna go like 89 on okay. audience. Interesting. All right. Because so, that movie is kind of like a cult favorite. Yeah, yeah, and, and you wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, I think you're. Uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be wrong uh, in that. Yeah. So, so it is, it, you know, I think more appreciated as time goes on. Like yeah, anything that that's really kind of got brains, you know, like RoboCop does, I think it holds up to the test. Of time. Right, right. So, um, all right, so you want to just do the difference? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so differentiating total, you said um, it was 89 for audience. The answer is actually 84. Mm. So you're really close there. Um, however... With critics, they actually have it higher. It oh. is certified fresh in Rotten Tomatoes, 91. Oh, so, I was off bad. Yeah, very well respected in hindsight. I think you won then. Oh, your, total so difference, your total difference was 17 points. Give me the give me the breakdown, though. What did I say? You 21. said 57 for critics. Yeah. It's actually a 43% for critics. 
Okay. So. Um, and you said 48 for audience. It's actually 51 for audience. So if you'd flip those, oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, if you'd flip those, I think you would have done better. I right? expected it to be the opposite relationship. No, no. I think there were um, also too though, don't forget when it comes to audience, there are also going to be people who try and do an opposite of a review bomb. Anti-review bomb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause there were a lot of dude bros who were like, I just want to see Scarlett Johansson in this movie. Why can't she play an Asian girl? Don't let the woke mob review bomb this movie. Yeah. That yeah, might be good. I what, think that's kind of what it came Imagine the dystopian future of I, defending you know a what the problem with studio Scarlett, film. You know what Scarlett, the problem is she's been cast as both an Asian and a trans person. Yeah. In movie. Like it, yeah, that's where the joke comes from that, yeah. you know, she can, play anybody it is pretty uh silly isn't it yeah i don't and i mean i don't mind a lot of her movies i like her fine um i I think you know it's a business ultimately and they're gonna i still think they know we'll get butts and seats which scarlett johansson but like i said i think uh especially with her marvel like okay but i think casting her i think the main character's name in ghost in the shell is makoto fact check that (laughs) yeah clearly scarlett johansson (laughs) as makoto like i'm not yeah, I can see it for sure. Yeah. It's a disconnect, and yeah, that's that's an issue. The, obviously, the people who run the finances of the movie made that decision. Um, so they made not a, necessarily. They made a poor decision, and then yeah. there's a whole bunch of people who are like, "Oh, well, you can't." I mean, who who's gonna play? Uh, why can't why can't she play uh, an Asian person? Like, there's not enough good Asian actors that would draw people, and I'm like. There are K-dramas and J-dramas aplenty. Sure, yeah. Pick. Take your pick. I know. Korean film in general has really um, had a sort of resurgence, and and I've seen some great Korean films. Oh, yeah. And Japanese horror is, like, probably one of my favorite subgenres of horror. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. No, there's there's plenty of people. Oh, wait, no. Um, Okay, so they changed her name to Major instead of Makoto. Okay, okay. Well, that's something, then. That's not nothing, right? Uh, you wouldn't have to change her name. But, hey, it, it is an acknowledgement of their mistake, at no. least, right? <laughs> it's I'm the exact same... They, here's what I'm curious to see the movie for. It Does it have the subversive, like, interesting things that are in the animated book? It's the exact same premise and problem that I have... With changing Juan Rico to John Rico. Listen, that is a satirical book and satirical film. Okay, you have to you have to do a little bit of research to fully appreciate it. Yes, but you have to understand that that is done purposefully as a satirical element. So that has to factor in. I think to your if you're really going to criticize the movie, I'm going to defend it because yeah. it is satirical. Okay, I can't even tell who the main. Okay, yeah, let's I, not I haven't watched Ghost in the Shell, but yeah, anyways, yeah, all the names are Japanese. And they changed their name to Major. for the future. Maybe we'll watch Ghost in the Shell. Maybe I'll be the only one. Who yeah, you're going to have to be the only one who watches Ghost in the Shell. All right, Thanks guys, for tuning in to our first episode. Yeah, welcome back to everybody. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoy. And Email us. Let us know what you think. Uh, recommendations. Uh, give us your feedback. We'd like to hear from you. Stream Jack in the Box by J Hope next Friday. I will be. Oh, oh, I definitely will be. Um, recommendations, other recommendations. Check out, check out BTS lyrics. Yeah, Black Swan. Check out the links in the description. We'll post those. Yep. And uh, we will see you guys soon. All right, see you on the show. Peace.